Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is TJ Martin, church pastor at Parker Ford Church. Whether you're a member at Parker Ford or just joining us online, it's great to have you with us today as we continue our ongoing midweek teaching series that we've been doing all year in 2021 called Reflections on Spiritual Formation. Every single week, we take about 10 to 15 minutes to talk about a different aspect of spiritual formation. We've talked about all kinds of stuff, um, but last week and this week, we're talking about failure and the impact that that can have on our spiritual journeys and our trust in the Lord and our, our walking with him. We personalized it last week, talking about what happens, how do we continue our spiritual formation journey when we fail miserably. We looked at the stories of Peter and Judas and how both of them failed in very similar ways uh, during the crucifixion story and how they responded to that differently. You know, uh, Judas realizing his mistake and then ending his life. Peter filled with shame and doubt and uh, sadness about what he chose. However, his um, restoration by the Lord. And I just kind of encouraged everybody to be like Peter when, when we fail, which we inevitably will, when we betray Jesus, when we choose wrong, when we sin, when we transgress, when we, we make a mess of things. Um, the invitation is to be like Peter, to, to confess, to repent, and to receive the forgiveness, grace, mercy uh, of Jesus, and ultimately to be restored to our calling. Uh, for Peter, it was feed my sheep. And for us, there's a restoration uh, process that the Lord leads us in. Uh, when when we fail, and it's really important because inevitably we will fail. Um, it's important for us to learn that lesson and learn how to continue our spiritual formation journeys with Christ, uh, even even when we we fail. Last week, I I alluded to the fact that it's not just our personal failings that affect our spiritual journeys and our faith. Um, sometimes it's the failing of uh, those uh, who are leading us when we're under an authority that's uh, abusive or painful, it can have an incredibly negative effect on our, on our spiritual formation and on our faith in general. I know any number of people, I know many people who have walked away from the church and uh, from the faith in some cases uh, over, over the last uh, decade or so, be often as a direct result of, um, of abusive uh, spiritual leadership. And, uh, and that, you know, all of us are going to face, <laughs> all of us encounter leaders who are hypocritical, broken, uh, who, who are hurtful, uh, self-righteous. And so how do we respond to that um, when we want to continue uh, walking with Jesus is a really important thing to think about and work through and talk about. Um, in our culture, adding into this, um, Trust and authority is, in many cases, at an all-time low. According to major pollsters like Pew and Axios, Axios, Americans have declining levels of trust in government, media, religious leaders, and uh, declining trust in, in one another. In some cases, um, like the uh, take for uh, take for instance, the media or distrust in the media, trust is at an all-time low. And there's lots of reasons for this. I'm mean, coming out of the political season, coming out of the season of COVID. Um, the way that uh, the last couple of election cycles played out and media's role in that, uh, the age of social media and the internet, uh, trust in media is at an all-time low, as long as uh, researchers have been uh, keeping data like this. And so that's, that's the water we're swimming in, and it's going to affect how, how we perceive uh, spiritual leadership. Um, 
And it seems like not a week goes by, certainly not a month goes by, where there's not a major story about the failings of, uh, of a significant, uh, well-known or famous, sometimes celebrity uh, spiritual leader. Uh, just in the last couple of years, we've seen Bill Hybels and the story of Willow Creek come out, uh, obviously Ravi Zacharias over the last year, um, uh, Hillsong leaders, uh, Hillsong New York, um, and on and on it goes, the, the massive cover-up by the Catholic Church of abuse that was taking place in Philadelphia and, and other cities. Um, it just seems like it, it's just instance after instance of hypocritical, abusive, uh, power-hungry leaders and then institutions trying to cover it up. All of that is going to lead to a lot of mistrust and uh, a lot of pain. Um, and a lot of distrust in the church, and uh, understandably so. There's lots of reasons why, uh, some of which we've already listed. Uh, there's the philosophical, cultural, sociological reasons uh, that we live in an age um, that has been uh, highly affected um, by postmodernism and relativism. And so that, again, is like it's the air we breathe, it's the water we swim in, um, sort of the, um, the instinct to distrust uh, things to uh, seek for personal truth. Um, yeah, all of, all of those uh, sort of cultural, philosophical, sociological things that are undergirding the way that people uh, think and respond uh, to authorities. And then there's the more like day-to-day -day stuff that all of us, um, all of us have experience with abusive leaders. All of us have seen corrupt leaders. All of us have uh, probably been impacted by deceitful leaders or hypocritical leaders or self-righteous leaders and uh it's painful and when 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 we're in that kind of relationship uh with a leader especially when it's a trusted leader and then they betray that trust it can just have um a, a disastrous effect um on our faith and so um maybe that's your story maybe maybe you've encountered that sort of toxic abusive um, leadership in the past, and, and if that's the case, I'm, I'm so sorry that that has been part of your spiritual journey. Um, that is just not, not, the, not the Lord's heart, nor an accurate representation of, of who Jesus is, um, and, but it's important for us to acknowledge that and talk about it. Um, in Ezekiel 34, you know, as long as there's been leaders, there's been corrupt leaders. As long as humans have been in leadership, there's been bad human leaders, abusive human leaders. Um, and in Ezekiel 34 is one of these passages where the Lord God just rails against corrupt leadership. This is the prophet Ezekiel speaking, starting in verse 1 of chapter 34. The word of the Lord came to me, son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, even to the shepherds, thus says the Lord God, ah, shepherds of Israel, who have been feeding yourselves, should not shepherds feed the sheep? You eat the fat, you clothe yourselves with the wool, you slaughter the fat ones, but you do not feed the sheep. Surely you've seen leadership like this, uh, whether in government or spiritually or whatever, where, where the leader um, kind of builds their own platform off of the backs of the people that they should be uh, leading. You know, government officials are called public servants. And how often is the case where um, our government officials act as um, anything 
anything but like a servant and uh, can, you know, act much more like kings or, or little emperors trying to get their way. It reminds me of uh, the old Dr. Seuss book, Yurt of the Turtle. If you've never read Yurt of, Yurt of the Turtle, go check it out. It's just this little fable about a, a turtle who builds a throne on the backs of other turtles um, until the whole thing comes uh, crumbling down because the bottom turtle uh, burped. <laughs> it's a funny story, so you should check it out. The, the Lord goes on to say in verse 4, the weak you have not strengthened, the sick you have not healed, the injured you have not bound up, the strayed you have not brought back, the lost you have not sought, and with force and harshness you have ruled them. What does this remind you of? We could spend all day talking about verse 4. Who is the one that strengthens the weak? Who's the one that heals the sick? Who's the one who binds up the injured? Who's the one who seeks uh, those who have strayed and seeks the lost and the one who rules with gentleness and meekness? There is one who leads in that way. But the Lord is still railing against the corrupt shepherds of the day. He says, in verse five, so they, that's the sheep, they were scattered because there was no shepherd and they became food for all the wild beasts. My sheep were scattered. They wandered all over the mountains and on every high hill, my sheep were scattered over all the face of the earth with none to search or seek for them. It reminds me of Jesus standing over Jerusalem and grieving over the city, over the people of the city because they were like so many people without a shepherd. A few verses later, um, the tone switches to God declaring the kind of shepherd he desires. He says in verse 11, for thus says the Lord God, behold, I myself will search for my sheep and will seek them out as a shepherd seeks out his flock when he is among his sheep that have been scattered. So will I seek out my sheep and I will rescue them from all places where they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. And I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and will bring them into their own land. And I will feed them on the mountains of Israel by the ravines and in all the inhabited places of the country. I will feed them with good pasture, he says in verse 14, and on the mountain heights of Israel shall be their grazing land. They shall lie down in good grazing land and on rich pasture they shall feed on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep and I myself will make them lie down, declares the Lord God. I will seek the lost and I will bring back the strayed. I will bind up the injured and I will strengthen the weak and the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them in justice. I love that last line. At Parker Ford Church, we spent a, a whole a series on Sunday mornings talking about Micah 6, 8, where it says that there's three things that God desires uh, to do justly, to love mercy and walk humbly with your God. And he's saying, I myself will be the one who will feed them in justice. There's a human longing for things to be just, for things to be right. And Jesus is saying, God is saying that I'm the one who's going to feed the sheep what they need, which is justice, which is righteousness. Of course, there's the famous passage in John 10, where Jesus fulfills this great promise it says in verse seven, so Jesus again said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, I'm the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that day, that's the sheep, that's you and I, all in Christ, that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd, the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. How different the good shepherd is from our earthly shepherds who fail us, from our earthly shepherds who, who 
who abuse their power. Jesus is the type of shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep, which is the ultimate mark of every shepherd, the willingness to lay down uh, their own preferences, privileges, um, you know, wealth, all of that stuff for the good of the sheep um, entrusted to them. And there's only one truly good shepherd, Jesus, um, but he has called uh, all of us to be under shepherds to care for those in our lives. And so can trust be restored when we've uh, seen, um, when we've seen authority abused? Just a couple of questions as we wrap up today's teaching. Has your faith been negatively impacted by hurtful leadership in the past? How should we respond to leadership failures when, when a leader lets you down, whether it's a government leader, uh, whether uh, it's um, you know a trusted media source that you find out it has been lying, or you know whether it's a spiritual leader? Um, how should we respond to leadership failures? Do you trust the shepherding and leadership of Jesus? Um, can you can you kind of uh, pull those things apart and recognize the leadership of Jesus as something distinct from the leadership of those who have failed you? And how might Jesus be inviting you to live in the tension of failed human leaders while still loving the people and the church in your life? The church is not the hope of the world. Jesus is the hope of the world. But if we're in Christ, we're called to be a part of the church. And so we have to live in this tension. Well, all of us have to face this in our spiritual journeys. I hope that you spend some time reflecting on Ezekiel 34, John 10, and, uh, and that your trust in Jesus uh, would only grow even as trust and authority in many ways is at an all-time low in our culture. Uh, let's put our hope and trust in the one true good shepherd. Thanks so much for joining us today. I hope you have a great day. Go with God. Be blessed.